This is episode 114 of the Cardano Effect, the Gauntlet series, another three guests, another three proposals. I'd like to thank the Cardano Foundation for sponsoring the Cardano Effect. And without further ado, Rick, how are you doing this morning? What's going on? What's happening? Hey, Philippe, I'm doing great. Thank you. And also, again, thanks to the Cardano Foundation sponsoring this podcast. I would like to introduce, we have Mercy, Julie, and David with us today on the Gauntlet. And Julie will be starting off. Before we go there, I'm going to go over how the Gauntlet format works. Each person has a proposal submitted on Project Catalyst. I'll be putting the links down below, and I will be putting them over in the chat at first uh, as we go through this so that you can look up their Project Catalyst proposal. And what will happen is each person has up to 10 minutes, typically between 5 and 10 minutes, to present their Project Catalyst proposal. Then the next five minutes will be questions from the gauntlet, and that includes other proposers on the gauntlet and Philippe and myself. And the last five minutes, that person, will we will take the questions from chat. So we will prompt you in the chat to provide your questions and input. And Philippe and I will scan through the chat and get your questions asked here on the gauntlet. So up to 10 minutes, then five minutes, then five minutes. And then we have three people, and that will take us for an hour on the gauntlet here. And so thank you, everyone in chat, for being here. We appreciate you all being here. And so that takes us to our first proposal presenter, and that is Julie. And uh, go ahead and tell us about your proposal, and I'll go ahead and put the links over in chat. So what do you got, Julie? Hi, everyone. I'm checking in from Germany. Of course, not alone, because my teammates are just right in the, in the chat. Uh, it's James and Roberto. And uh, they're here to be also present and capture all the questions you might have, even um, reaching out, getting out our channels to get involved beyond this Cardano effect. So Gimbal Labs actually is one of those seeds that came with Project Catalyst. And what Project Catalyst does is empower us as a community. And um, starting this journey, of course, there's one challenge that was set up, and it is how can we encourage developers and entrepreneurs to build dApps and businesses on top of Cardano in the next six months. So our problem statement for that is mainly the high entry barriers for community members ready to contribute diverse experience and talents to a mainstream adoption of Cardano. So here's our solution. We are creating free open source API and project-based learning resources that empower people from different backgrounds to drive adoption of Cardano. And we are one of those proposals that actually um, merged of the proposal of James and Robert. And um, just because we saw a great synergy here. And the synergy is clearly combining experimental learning and engineering, making it easy to impactfully onboard people. So we have three main components, what we are doing. On the one hand, we have the Katana API as a community service. It is an easy entry point for developers to open free interfaces, to explore ideas, and launch, launch proof of concepts. It eases the adoption by providing an infrastructure for initial setup and testing of ideas, and encourages developers to start building, not in days, but in minutes. Second product we are, we are launching is the Cardano Starter Kit, 
which is an open source project-based learning opportunity for people to engage with Cardano in the real world. It consists of guiding learning materials and implementation tips that helps users to learn about Cardano while producing real-world outcomes. And it's basically grounded in the understanding that we learn best by doing experimental learning. And the third component of our proposal is the Gimbal Labs. So Gimbal Labs is a platform to share APIs and Cardano starter kits that allow users to share experience about what works, what they've learned, and how to improve our open source resources. The community members will also be able to contribute their own APIs and starter kits supporting our intention to make Gimbal Labs a valuable resource for the Cardano community and beyond. And the third component is a strong one because we are trying to build a network of those builders and implementers to connect among others and drive adoption. And of course, it's not only being about impact fully onboarding, but it is more, furthermore, an empowering all to take us next step toward adoption. So here comes the question about how we want to achieve that. So our value proposition and scope of work is divided in three paths. First path is providing this material I just was talking about. It is the, start the starter kits and the APIs um, as open source resources for the Cardano community and beyond um, that will help support the growth of the Cardano ecosystem. And of course, it, it includes building the platform of Gimbal Labs where we want to share, where we want to engage with people and people contributing, developing their own um, starter kits and building these networks of builders and implementers. Second path is building competencies. And this path is actually addressed to be in the future, hopefully, near future, being a revenue stream to our business model because we want to create custom educated material and APs for Kidana blockchain startups that will drive adoption and also have a stream on giving a capacity to new organization to deliver in-house educational marketing. And the third path is basically our horizon three because we want to take these learnings from path one and two and get it into an even bigger ecosystem to guide businesses, institutions, and university partners toward the blockchain innovation. And of course, all that said wouldn't have been possible without the human power of Cardano and its foundations, and I think this is trust. And this is the essence of what has brought us together there is the founding educator, James, um, with 16 plus years in, in education. He's a teacher and teacher educator and um, has a profound experience in learning experience design. We have our founding developer, Roberto, uh, with 14 years plus experience uh, as a developer. Imurgo develops advocate, DevOps advocate, and believe in open knowledge. And 
last but not least, there is me, the founding marketer with 15 years plus experience in business development, uh, very focused on market approaches and stakeholder management and focusing on strategy and business operations that Gimbal Labs will evolve in line with our vision, which is a world where as many people as possible are empowered to solve problems using the Cardano platform and just giving back, going back to the seed, uh, the Catalyst project just, just did for us. Okay, thank you. And we're approaching the 10 minutes. I will stop the clock. I forgot to tell people that I'm going to set the clock to make sure we manage time well. All right, the next five minutes is questions from the gauntlet. Who wants to go first? I have a few myself, but uh, you guys do the honors. So let me start off. Can you explain? So I see on your website, there's the Cardano starter kits and there's the APIs. So one of them is an educational-based platform where you're producing YouTube videos and educational content in order to onboard people. So what percentage of your project is going to be dedicated towards making these kind of educational videos versus creating like APIs and dropping them on whatever portal you're using? Interesting question. Um, I think I might want to highlight the synergy here of both of the engineering and API and technical background with the educational experience um, background. So we will learn by combining the API experience and trying to give it a voice through the uh, Cardano Starter Kits. And again, taking the competency of experimental learning to the APIs that it just get very much better understood by the people. So having both James and Roberto here in the team. So I would probably name it as a time allocation of both being explicitly uh, focused on their streams. So Roberto on his and James on, on, on the starter kits. But nevertheless, there are going to be these synergies that are very powerful. And um, yeah, I mean, it would probably, it needs to be destined uh, and the, considering the whole project, I think in kind of 70% in total, because we also have Gimbal Labs to administrate, uh, give the con- get the content in, um, doing some kind of moderation because we want to come people in, have this conversation among each others, um, doing the improvements and uh, providing their own starter kit. So we are here to guide them with the quality required to establish also this high standard and and leverage on that experience we, we gain through the community. All right. Thank you, Julie. I have a, a two-part question, and that is, how and where can developers access the APIs, and how will the APIs stay up to date with the changes to the Cardano APIs? So uh, first of all, what, what, how and where can they get a whole, can the developers access the APIs? Yeah. Good question. That's actually what uh, Roberto um, working on. So we just identified the need that we need a streamlined guidance to not take four uh, weeks to access it, but rather than give specific learning experience and this way path to, it just takes you minutes with a starter kit explaining how you access this API to get 
into the get into the room and just start uh, using uh, um, and experimenting on what you want an, a new API to be, right? Okay. And, and how would you step with the latest changes to the Cardano APIs? Let's say IOG changes something. You guys have a mechanism in place for that? I would like to hand over this question to Roberto, um, and you know it, so that's great. Okay. Um, in the chat, um, I think okay. he's the most appropriate person to to respond it. All right, so Roberto can answer that one in the chat, and we have two minutes left of the gauntlet round. And I guess the third question um, that would follow up to that one would be, what are the starter kits? Are those like videos, tutorials? How's that delivered? Yeah. So this is a combination of material. You would always have a documented version of a starter kit uh, that guide you, but there's also uh, the videos uh, James is producing to guide the people and engage in a, in a different way. And further that, there's always the channels we have on Discord and we might open or we already have open um, different starter kits channels where people can interact with, with other people and with us. So we want to accompany this experience, of course, to make it best. And um, more important for the initials is to get the feedback, to feel what people need, what are the questions we're missing. So this is really a evolving an evolving business model that we also depend on on the community and we want to get even more insight into all the actually users we defined in our uh, proposal. This is a user inventory where we really tackle different needs of each of those to really be more customized. Okay, approach. thank you. Thank you, Julie. And Roberto answered your question in chat. He said, uh, that's the gap they're trying to cover, relieving the pain of doing those maintenances from developers. So that's actually part of the proposal is is how to keep those APAs up to date. It appears the answer from Roberto. Oh, yeah. That's on maintenance, good? yes. Great. Right on. Okay. And that brings us to five minutes. Almost there, a couple seconds left. Any last, though, by the way, questions from David or Mercy? Do you got anything you got to ask? Pressing. Oh, I'm good. As, as a non-developer... Uh, say I wanted to bring in a uh, hundred people into a workshop, like an hour long workshop. Uh, what could I teach them in an hour's time with your starter kits? Yeah, probably um, a lot of stuff. So it depends on what they want to learn and what's the goal, what, what they're looking for. Um, and that really addresses um, the, the in-depth or the diversity would want to present on these starter kids. So we want to build beginners, we want to build intermediates, and we want to build experts. So this might be an approach to really address experienced developers and what you mentioned. Yeah. All right. And that's time. Thank you, Julie. And thank you, David. And uh, next we go over to the chat. So about five minutes for questions in chat. If you have questions, please let us know. Drop them there. Philippe, were you, were you scanning through? Did you find anything yet? Um, I got one from Tresses Nove says, uh, how much are you asking from the fund? Yeah, we are asking for 270, 280 ADAS, 1,000, 280,000 ADAS. Okay. So 20, okay. 28,000 dollars approximately. Okay. okay. And let's see. Someone asked, when is mass adoption or how, how will Toronto start mass adoption? That's not a question for Julie. That'd be more for me and Philippe. So. <laughs> 
We'll get, we'll get back to that one later. It's, it's hard to define. <laughs> All right. Any other questions? Looks good. Looks good. I don't see any of the questions in chat. What do you think, Philippe? Yeah, Rick, I had one more question. So when I'm looking at your idea scale, your path to says educational marketing for Cardano blockchain businesses. Rick and I have been making video and educational content for a while. We know how hard it is to actually gain some traction and get yeah. some eyes and listeners on your content. So your target market, how are you going to stand out? How are you going to create content in order for it to be digestible by new people? Or who's your target market? Do you have already clients in mind that you want to work with that are, that are requesting your product? Or is this more like starting from the bottom and you're going to try to wake your way up? Yeah, thank you very much. So um, very important. I mean, first looking forward, we engaging with the community and especially we're engaging with the catalyst proposers. There we see um, some interesting um, interests in people want to join or want to partner up just because this experimental learning combined with what they want to build need also have a voice. And I think this, this bold competency makes it um, very interesting to just to team up, right? So yes, uh, target would be um, empowering those proposers that may lack of this competency or they may want to get teached by us to broaden their capacity on delivering further to make their proposal even more sustainable. And um, on the other hand, we also have proposals that are focusing on developers in specific. So um, this is also a huge target. So we have the small businesses, startups, and we have the developer uh, segment that we in the first place would like to focus on. But nevertheless, if you view our um, user inventory, we think bigger, as I might now communicate, because this is focused. We want to make sure that we have uh, KPIs set in place and go with the metrics um, catalyst is going to measure us and what is the most impactful or what are the low-hanging fruits. We're coming from that side. So, But nevertheless, we get covered some more um, users and and uh, want to get them know better to, to broaden this concrete segment of, of people to be addressed. All right. Okay. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate it. I very much appreciate you. you coming here. And uh, what I need from the viewers, anyone who's still in chat, let us know on a scale of one to 10. How did Julie do? How did you like her proposal, her presentation uh, with five being average and 10 being awesome? Give us a give her some feedback. Let us know. The link to the proposals are down below. So you can check out Julie's proposal in the link section down below. And I had also dropped it into chat. So, uh, yeah, let us know. Give her some feedback. And next, we're going to be moving on to the next proposal is the Fandom Auction Platform by David. David will, will be presenting that. So, uh, David, tell us what you got. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm actually coming in from the marketing side. As I said, I'm, a, I'm not a developer myself, but uh, let me go ahead and pull up our slides. There we go. Should be in front of everyone. So what is the Dealer's Den? Uh, the Dealer's Den is an internet marketing uh, sales and auction platform for thousands of small businesses in the cosplay arts community. Uh, we're an established business, uh, and on our website, uh, entrepreneurs, artists, and individuals can buy, sell, and auction custom and resale costumes and artwork. We exist to promote community businesses for the purpose of increasing sales and traffic. 
We specialize in making markets. Uh, established October 2nd, 2009 and acquired by new ownership in January 2018, we bring years of experience and organic business growth to Cardano. As a cash flow positive business with no debt, the likelihood of a successful project implementation is much higher than fresh startups rolling out today. We have an entrenched community of successful small businesses as long-term clients of our service with a little more than 28,000 total members and growing every day. We attract about 600 new accounts per month at the current pace, but with new infrastructure could easily expand operations across many new communities and interest groups. In addition to our website marketplace, we also have several outlets for advertising products to our community, including our main Telegram sales channel with over 6,600 members uh, at the Dealer's Den, and our network of partner groups, which can be viewed at network.thedealersden.com. How does this proposal meet the needs of Fund 2? The Dealer's Den is a platform for thousands of talented individuals and startups that need a place to promote their business and process sales. We would like to use Cardano as a secure infrastructure for payments and identity and return value to the Cardano ecosystem in the form of thousands of real-world transactions. TheDealersEnd.com is a premier marketplace for displaying practical use of blockchain technology in business. By existing as an active smart contract marketplace, we are able to showcase the power and utility of Cardano-enabled peer-to-peer payment systems. Our goal is to create value for our users at the lowest cost possible and we see an opportunity to build on Cardano that could amplify the capabilities of our service and generate additional revenue for our business and the entire Cardano ecosystem. Successfully migrating our current user base alone would likely cause a significant rise in the regular transaction throughput and volume processed by Cardano, but with new infrastructure, we will be able to confidently expand our operations and our administrative team, bringing additional value to all ADA holders. The Dealer's Den is a uh, foundation layer for many small businesses and entrepreneurs, similar to online malls such as Etsy, eBay, or Amazon. Currently, these businesses use PayPal to process and finalize the majority of transactions, but with our new platform built on Cardano, we open up new cost-effective payment rails for these businesses to transact on and features for them to utilize with no need for prior experience with blockchain systems. Stores would be created through the website interface, and features built into the site would interact directly with smart contracts and cryptocurrency wallets without the need for any technical knowledge at all. Order completion is managed on-chain with an administrative dispute process handled by the Dealer's End staff, saving community businesses thousands of dollars in transaction fees every single month. As you all know, cryptocurrency in general is currently a highly volatile medium of exchange, only suitable for diehard technologists and finance professionals but that doesn't mean that we can't use the underlying technology in business today. The Dealer's Den aims to remove volatility risk from the viewpoint of the user by transacting on the platform in a native token built on Cardano. This token will act as a dollar equivalent medium of exchange, but have the full programmability of a cryptocurrency. This allows us to build smart contracts and set rules for how these tokens operate on our platform and the transfer of them from user to user every time a transaction occurs. One of the features aims to combat false bidding and auction boosting. Auctions will require submitting 10% of collateral with a bid to add a disincentive for non-payment. Once an auction is finished, the winner must pay the final 90% or get their 10% collateral taken after X amount of time has passed. Once an item has been paid for, the funds are held in an interim stage until the buyer has received their goods and confirmed it on the platform. Once confirmed, the funds go to the seller. If the buyer never confirms, then the seller can initiate a dispute. If the buyer never receives the item or it isn't as claimed, then he or she can initiate a dispute. The Dealers Den website has an administrative backend 
which allows for viewing such disputes and making decisions. Administrators also have an account wallet, and their keys give them the right to have a final say on disputes about who gets the money. They make a decision, which gets saved in the dealer's den database, and then post it on-chain as a transaction to finalize the decision and move the funds to the winning party. In addition to collateral bidding, we would like to improve the way our community interacts with one another through incentivization. Plugging into an identity solution such as Atala Prism allows users to own their own data while interacting with the platform in a verifiable way to build reputation, ratings, and profile rewards. With a verified identity, project product authentication and tracking also becomes possible. Art and costume ownership can be verified through use of non-fungible tokens and transferred automatically upon sale if sold through the platform or manually if sold outside of it. With the deployment of any new project, there are inherent risks that could impact a successful implementation. Some of these risks are within our control and some are not. As of today, Gogan, Atala Prism, Atala Scan, and Native Tokens don't exist yet in, a, in any official capacity. As a secondary side effect of this, it is impossible to accurately estimate the total cost of this project or the total amount of time until the final launch of our new platform. While these roadblocks are difficult to navigate, we do have plans to mitigate as much of the risk as is within our control. Being early to Gogan means that we ha may have to wait for launch of these products to complete all of the de desired features and modules. Development will be contracted within the specified timeframe, but delays in product releases may push back our own timeline for completion beyond six months. Regular communication of our progress will be made publicly available, as well as any, payment, uh, any payments made from our project, project Catalyst funding wallet. We strive to be as transparent as possible when it comes to your money, and as such, we are guaranteeing that 100% of every ADA made available to us as a direct result of funding from Project Catalyst be paid to experienced developers within the Cardano ecosystem to build out our platform. Should the funding received not cover total expenses, our positive cash flow business means that continued payments could be made out of operating profit until the project is completed. Should funding exceed what is necessary for all the features and modules we have described, we will commit the additional funds to new modules that enhance the platform even further and return value to our users. We are the early entrance to an amazing new social construct enabled by the cryptocurrency industry. Our long-term goal is to demystify blockchain and Cardano to thousands of individuals and businesses and showcase the value that these systems can bring to everyday commerce. In pursuing that goal, we plan to create immense value to Cardano through the addition of several hundred to several thousand real-world transactions every single month. We are currently negotiating with some of the top developers in the Cardano space to reach an agreed price and timeline for this project. Regardless of the outcome of Fund 2, we are very passionate and will be pushing forward to accomplish this build in a reasonable time frame. However, if our proposal is successful in acquiring the necessary funds, we are confident that getting our project off the ground in the next six months will be a near certainty. We have included a visual roadmap in this presentation to display the phases and milestones of our project in a clear and concise way. If you'd like, I'd be happy to describe the phases in minor detail, but a written description of each stage can be found in our proposal on Ideascale. Nice. Okay. Well done, sir. Well done. Okay. All right. You can bring your screen share down. All right. Thank you for that, David. And we will go to the questions from the gauntlet. And a reminder to the viewers that the proposals are linked down below. You can find the link. You can hop over to Ideascale to review the proposals and leave them some feedback, some written feedback on the proposals. And uh, there's kudos. You can hit the clap button to leave kudos for them as well. And I'll remind you again at the end of the podcast. Any questions from the gauntlet? What do we have? 
So David, I have a question. Um, so I checked out your website, The Dealer's Den. It looks like it's a very niche website. You mentioned in your presentation that you're cash flow positive. And uh, towards the latter part of your presentation, you mentioned that it would add several hundred to several thousands of transactions per month. So what, as a cash flow positive business, why would you start accepting uh, volatile cryptocurrency? Is it because your customers uh, require some sort of anonymity? Do they pay with like Bitcoin? How do they transact? Why would you switch from the USD standard to crypto? So currently, uh, all of our transactions are processed through PayPal. PayPal charges uh, ludicrous fees for transactions. Uh, and many of our, our transactions that, that occur on our website are in the multi-thousand dollar range. Uh, most of the costumes and artwork can range anywhere from 2000 to $17,000. Uh, so taking a 2.9% plus 30 cents out of these transactions is, is quite a hit for a lot of these uh, creators and businesses. By creating something like this, we're able to actually disintermediate from PayPal to our own administrative team. Uh, we've been handling uh, transactions in between our community members for a couple of years, and uh, we, we have a lot more experience with, with the intricacies of a lot of these transactions than PayPal. It, 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 by, by allowing us to intermediate uh, instead of PayPal, we're able to give each case uh, a little bit more time and attention for uh, much less cost than PayPal currently uh, offers. So if you cut out the middleman, you save money. Yeah, we save money not only for uh, our users, but uh, we are able to generate revenue for our business, which then can go back into advertising for our platform and then further help uh, our, our own community businesses. Uh, and by transacting on the Cardano blockchain, uh, we also create transactions on the Cardano blockchain, which creates value for everyone holding ADA. Uh, we currently are big holders of ADA ourselves. Our business holds ADA as our treasury reserve asset, and uh, we aim to grow that with time. So, I mean, you mentioned the 2.9% fee from PayPal. However, 3% fluctuations are easy in ADA. Like, I mean, the actual cryptocurrency is extremely volatile. So how are you going to protect yourself as a business if all of a sudden ADA just tanks off a cliff? You have a $15,000, $17,000 order. You're taking fees off of that. And all of a sudden, your revenue model is kind of shot if if the price just tanks. How do you protect yourself? Well, right now we have a, a nice little uh, buffer uh, in our treasury. Again, like I said, we hold ADA as our treasury reserve asset. Uh, so we have a nice little chunk set aside for that. The token that we're creating or that we would be creating uh, is a dollar equivalent. So our businesses would send ADA to the platform or uh, they would send US dollars to a third party that then turns it into ADA and then sends it to the platform. Platform turns it into our native token, which is that dollar equivalent. Uh, and they actually transact between one another in that dollar equivalent medium of exchange. Uh, we're, we're holding the Cardano, uh, because we believe in the token. We want to grow our own stack of ADA. And, uh, we think that, uh, ADA has a, a nice future ahead of it. As a buyer from your store, if you're buying something, a costume that's worth, I don't know, $15,000, where's the, where's the buyer's incentive to actually invest in ADA to actually put forward that amount of money for an item that's delivered on your platform. I mean, so uh, the the setup of the auction itself 
would require the seller to opt in essentially to the uh, that that side of the the website. Right now on our roadmap, we have basically two websites that are going to eventually converge. And currently, this would just give them optionality to say that use our 10% collateral option. They would have to pay 10% in the native token, but they could pay the rest of the 90% in whatever currency that they wanted to. They don't have to use the entirety of the amount in uh, our, our token if they didn't want to use that as a settlement method. Uh, they could use cash. They could use PayPal. Uh, this is just one additional option that gives them lower fees and a little bit more security uh, over their transactions. All right. Okay. We only have 30 seconds left. I have a real quick question. What technology do you need from Cardano to plug into your web store to make it work so that people can pay NATO? What do you need? A web wallet? What's up? Uh, so currently, uh, we're going to need to build a... We would need to we would need to, to create a token, uh, a native token. We would also need to create a a system that is uh, basically like a a central financial hub for transactions. Basically, this is going to be built on smart contracts uh, that link up to the auctions, and they'll it, it will push users to utilize different features that that ADA can actually uh, allow and uh, through these transactions. Okay. All right. And that's time. That's time. All right. So you can probably finish up here, but we got to get over to the chat. So sure, if anyone sure. has questions, please make sure you ask in the chat. We're going to hop over there and see how it's going. Let me reset the clock. Five minutes for the questions in chat. And let's see what we got. Philippe. Uh, okay. We have a question from Imanti999. Will sellers and buyers have insurance? Disputes can get messy. Is there a document that the members need to acknowledge before buying or selling products? So the dispute process will be very similar in the way that PayPal handles disputes. The main difference being that we're actually able to handle the transactions instead of PayPal, uh, and we're able to charge a much lower fee for that service. But it's essentially an identical service to PayPal. Okay. Okay. There's a question from Cardano24. If they understand correctly, the buyer would pay. It looks like in this example, let's say they bought a costume for $15,000 as an example. Mm -hmm. And they would pay the 10% upfront, $1,500. And then after they get the costume, they have to pay the remaining $13,500. What if they do not pay? And the so, costume is already sent. So we always tell that our, our sellers to receive the full payment before they send the items. So in this case, the 10% is being held uh, for the auction as the auction is progressing, once the auction closes, they're expected to pay the remainder 90%. Once they, once they pay the remainder 90%, then the item is sent to the buyer. Once the buyer confirms delivery on the platform, then the funds are moved from the inter intermediary stage into the seller's wallet where they can be withdrawn. Okay, so you're already using a good business model that works on cash, and now you're just going to use the same business model with crypto. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of easy on. Thank you, Cardano24, for the question. Let's see, any other questions in there? We have a question from Quasar's end. Any type of consignment or rental features on your website? I'm not sure if this deals with your presentation, but I guess, I don't know, you could tie that in. 
no, no consignment or rentals. Uh, all of our businesses are usually uh, individual sellers or individual businesses. Uh, they'll handle their own uh, if they want to have like a deposit on say a, a custom costume, then they can, we, we can build a feature in there to allow something like that for a transaction. Uh, it's all about how you build the smart contracts, of course, but for the most part, the sellers handle their side of the transaction. The buyers how they handle their side of the transaction. We're just there to moderate, make sure that everything goes smoothly and that we have uh, an active and vibrant mar- marketplace for our, our users that they can trust. Okay. Sounds pretty clear. You provide the buy-sell platform. All right. We have two minutes left. Any more questions in chat? There's a question about NFTs. That's not related to this proposal. Um, Swifty, thank you for that. Uh, Rick, I I learned something new today. I had no idea that people were dropping $10,000 on cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, I think our highest one so far is uh, $17,017. Wow. Nice. That's a serious business. Yeah. Yeah, That's a... I've been to Comic-Con in San Diego. I didn't go in it. I didn't get tickets to go in. But, oh, my gosh, man, it was amazing. It was We've amazing. had a few in the last couple of years that have gone for $14,000, uh, 12000 15000 We've got a lot of uh, high-profile sellers on our website that are, that are currently long-term clients, and we're very yeah. grateful for them. So. Do you get busy around June, July, and Halloween and New Year's? Halloween is usually the busy season, of course. Everyone loves costumes. Nice. All right. Sounds so, so it sounds like you got a really good business already going and you want to transfer crypto. You want to, we, we want to, we want to build it onto Cardano. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right. Any other questions in chat? Looks like we got everything. Oh, how much are you asking for? Tressen, Tressen uh, right now we're, we're asking for 250,000 ADA, which is roughly about $25,000. Uh, we're not really sure what the total amount in the end is going to cost, but we're, we're ready to commit uh, most of our operating profits to this if, if necessary. Okay, cool. And we have 50 seconds left. There's a question from one Sierra. What is the company vision, mission, and values? Uh, mission and values, just we want to create something that lasts longer than we do, uh, bring value to our community, and uh, open up free free trade all across the world. Awesome. Thank you, David. And thank you, Juan Sierra. Uh, and that brings us up to the end of the chat questions. All right. Thank you, everyone in chat for asking. What I need you all to do is leave David some feedback on a scale of one to 10 with five being average and 10 being awesome. Let David know how did his presentation go? Uh, leave some numbers over in the chat for us. Check out his proposal. The link is down below. It is the fandom auction sales. And check it out over on the Idea Scale platform. And next, uh, what we're going, we're, we'll be going over to Mercy with the West African uh, decentralized. What do you have for us, Mercy? How's it going? Hey, thank you, thank you so much uh, to you and Philippe uh, for having us. Uh, we've been looking forward to this, and it's such a pleasure to do this with Julie and David. So, um, what I'm going to do is that, yeah, I think I'll try to share my screen as well. I want to give you the whole the whole thing. Okay. So, um, and, you know, as I've mentioned, uh, we are West Africa Decentralized Alliance. A lot of our focus is in West Africa, and uh, we are decentralized, and it's actually an alliance. So, as you can see, um, this is a project by the community, and it's for the community. I want us to think about Facebook for a minute. The strength of Facebook, what has made Facebook what it is today, 
It's just the strength of its network. It's because of people joining. It's because, you know, I go there and I can find friends and family, you know, and it's just something that has grown and grown. And it is what it is today because of all the people that actually uh, use Facebook. So how does that apply to West Africa Decentralized Alliance? And how does that apply to um, uh, what we are here uh, for today? We all know that Cardano is one of the, you know, the most cutting edge um, protocols in the space at this time. And, and if we look at how it was started and how it's, it's going, we know that it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. There is no point having, you know, an, an amazing protocol if we don't have people to use it. Like if um, Facebook never left the the, the house of um, Harvard, you know, it would just have stayed in Harvard, as amazing as, you know, some people would think it is. And that is the same for, for West Africa Decentralized Alliance. That's the same for Cardano. What we need to do with Cardano is actually to bring more people in. So the more users we have coming into, into, into the Cardano ecosystem or the Cardano community, the more valuable Cardano becomes. So that benefits you and I and everybody in the ecosystem. But in addition, because it's such a cutting edge um, uh, technology, and because of everything that is going on in, in, in Africa, and, and in this case, uh, in West Africa, what we want to do is that we actually want to uh, be intentional, you know, and also, you know, at some point it will be organic. But we do want to go, you know, put some boots on the ground. We want to keep boots on the ground. And when we talk about West Africa, you know, like it is a space. But we also have, uh, you know, West Africa people in the diaspora. So basically, why we are saying that this is a project by the community and for the community is because we just want to be intentional in how we go into, into West Africa and how we, we spread the Cardano message, how we build adoption and how we in turn, you know, um, make that benefit uh, those who are, uh, you know, invested in, in Cardano. Why are we in Project Catalyst? The reason that we're in Project Catalyst, uh, we came in uh, to, to, to look for funding, uh, but we have learned so much more and we have, um, you know, the kind of connections that we have made in Project Catalyst has just been amazing. So for this time round for fund two, what we are looking for is uh, support, three months support, you know, um, uh, we have a, a pandemic. Um, so a lot of uh, this that we are doing at this time is virtual. But over, over, over the next three years, what we are, we are looking uh, at doing is just building capacity in West Africa. What we want to do is to accelerate the creation of decentralized apps. We want to bring in businesses. We want to attract new entrepreneurs, people who are actually, whether they're in the diaspora or they're actually in West Africa, they know what the problems are in the space. And Cardano being what it is, 
that is how they are going to um, solve the problem. And as I've mentioned earlier on, you know, as they are solving the problem and we are bringing more users into the space, it overall benefits the, 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 the community. Now, when we look at um, uh, what has been done so far, I mean, the question that we'll ask ourselves is why are we doing it this way? So let's look at what IOG has done, you know, IOHK, you know, as some of us would, would uh, refer to it. They know the potential that Africa brings. They have made a strong focus for Africa, and they have actually taken steps to go into the space. They, have, they are in Ethiopia, also in some other parts of the world, um, such as Georgia and all that. What we want to do is that we want to go a step further in terms of um, you know, building on what IOG has done. We want to meet people where they are at. We want to, you know, whatever anybody is doing, you know, whether they are developers, whether they are academics, whether uh, whatever they are, what we want them to be doing, you know, are they, maybe they have a hotel, you know, we don't know what it is, but what we want them to do is that we want people to actually bring their best selves, to bring their passions, and to actually find out this thing that I'm doing, is there a way, you know, based on education, is there a way that it will become even more valuable or even more beneficial on the blockchain. When we look at governments in West Africa, you know, there, there are lots of things that's going on right now in terms of uh, digital solutions, in terms of tracing, in terms of product authentication. So a lot of things are going on. And sometimes, you know, the kind of hurry that they are in, you know, to see these things being done, they, 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 they might take the shortcut or sometimes they go the, the centralized way. And that doesn't always bring a, a benefit. So sometimes what has happened is that, or sometimes what I, I, I might be foreseeing is that once we are ready to take off, there might be some redoing of what has been done that wasn't uh, done very right. All that I'm saying at this time is that what we are intending to do is that instead of just doing, a, you know, just one person going in, we, we, we are bringing all these people, you know, everybody doing their, their, their bit. It's going to be a top-down, it's going to be a bottom-up, and that's how we're, we're, we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. I've put on the screen an African proverb, and what it says is that if we want to go fast, you know, there were a time that, you know, after I heard about Cardano, I thought, oh, maybe I should look uh, for employment with um, IOG or Emergo even the foundation and just go and do whatever I want to do in West Africa. But I realized that, you know, just uh, I'm one person and I realized that the best way to go is actually to bring in as many people as uh, we possibly can. And um, through Project Catalyst, you know, I've come to, 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 to know about Julie and James and, um, you know, the team and what they are doing with uh, Gimba Labs. Today, I'm hearing some fantastic thing from David. We have um, AfroFin Lab with a great amount of um, uh, talent in there. ABCD, you know, what uh, Joshua is doing in, um, in Nigeria. There's also, you know, Liquid, um, uh, you know, and his team, you know, what they are doing in, um, uh, you know, the kind of micro lending and um, 
uh, DeFi solutions that they they want to bring, um, especially into the you know for a start into the the West African market. So there's a whole lot of things that's going on, and I could go on and on and on, but I want uh, uh, the questions to come. Uh, the reason that I am, you know, we, we are here is that we are, this is, as I said, it's a community project mm -hmm. and we need community support. You know, there's no way, even if we, you know, IOHK hires a hundred more people, there is no way that they can actually cover the whole of Africa. It's something that is going to be, it has to be done uh, by all of us, uh, for all of us. And thank you. And that's time. We just went a little bit over, but I wanted to let you finish getting your thoughts out there. Thank you, Mercy. Okay. So nice presentation. And we in five minutes, we will be getting to the questions in chat. So if you have questions, feel free to let us know in chat. Uh, we'll start with questions from the gauntlet. What do you, what do y'all got? So I see that there are a lot of activities that are involved with your project. I see research, projects, public relations, advocacy, education, community engagement, marketing. It's a very, you're hitting a lot of different niches. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is the focus? Like, are you going to a particular, what, what's your strategy? Is it community engagement? Is it public relations or is it everything? I mean, how, how are you going to handle everything? Okay, so uh, when you look at, you know, the last slide that I put on, I my time overrun, I couldn't say too much about it. But uh, basically, um, our project is going to also be uh, a project of discovery. So when we go into any community or whoever we are bringing in, uh, what we are going to do is that we are just going to find out, you know, where 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 are we at? What what is the situation here? You know, what are the problems? So. Um, there are some communities that we're going and our focus will have to be marketing. There are some communities at this very age, uh, at this uh, very early stage, a lot of the things that we're going to do is actually going to be research. We're going to find out, you know, ask uh, for this, as um, I think it was uh, Julie who mentioned it, for this um, uh, part of Fund 2, it is to bring in developers and to bring in businesses. But, you know, develop, developers in Africa or in West Africa, what, what are they needing? So we need to find out, we need to uh, interview and we need to uh, try and, um, you know, support their needs, whether it be from uh, a Gimba Labs or any education uh, a project uh, that's going on. There are some communities, especially I'm seeing in the rural areas, whereby we actually have to do the projects ourselves. We have to find people to do the projects in terms of, you know, um, maybe there is, uh, how, how do I say it? Like maybe in terms of market, you know, bringing uh, stuff to market, you know, whether it's even what um, IOG is doing in, in Ethiopia, you know, how, how does it work in terms of putting coffee and all those things on the blockchain. So there is a lot of discovery that needs to be done at this point. Um, I, I, the other aspect of what we're also going to do is removing barriers. You know, every time that we talk about a blockchain in Africa, you know, everybody who has an interest in Africa, it's like, please don't let this revolution pass us by. So we do need to remove whatever barriers and all that, you know, so that was actually one of the reasons that our, our, our focus is so broad in terms of, okay, there has to be tailored solutions for, for, for tailored uh, uh, problems. But the, the main thing is just bringing people in 
with the skills and experience that they have to actually um, build and um, spread this revolution. All right. Thank you, Mercy. And, you. you know, uh, at the beginning, you mentioned boots on the ground. And yes. that is an interesting term because most people think when Internet project, Internet. How much does your is your project going to require? And this is important. Do you need to go into classrooms and public and social learning centers and say, this is how Cardano works and this is how we want to deliver it? When you say boots on the ground, are you going to need to put people like yourself out there and deliver this to people because it's just not so readily available on the internet? Yes? Yes. So um, to to this uh, project, West Africa Decentralized Alliance, I do bring some experience. I was, you know, I grew up, I was educated in, 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 in Ghana, in West Africa. I completed my education. Then I worked with an NGO in Ghana. And what we were doing was actually conservation work. And um, uh, you tackle it from every and whatever uh, direction, you know, you, you're looking for influencers to influence the government. You are looking for people to um, influence um, uh, the politicians. But also one thing that we did at that time and uh, that I'm hoping that we can replicate is having a membership and a volunteer uh, a scheme. Um, at that time, we actually had um, a, a school membership scheme so we had uh, members, in, uh, you know, like in schools, we would go into schools and then we've, we formed these uh, membership schemes. And these children go home and then they talk about, you know, like now I am part of this, you know, I'm a member of, of, of this club and this is what we do. So um, it's, not, it's not something that's going to happen very quickly. You know, that's why we, we're saying that, you know, we, we, if, if it's just one person just going and trying to change this, yeah, maybe we could get some... Um, uh, some traction, but if there is a lot of of us, you know, we we're spreading it in that way, and we are, you know, everybody is bringing whatever they are bringing, then it does take a while, but then it becomes entrenched. Uh, uh, did I answer your question? Absolutely, it requires humans. <laughs> it does require humans. It requires it does, humans. Yeah, it, 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 it does. All right, and that was time. So thank you. Um, any other last minute? Oh, by the way, it's from the gauntlet, David, Julie, anything? You good? All right. Okay. So we're going to switch over to questions in chat. Philippe, if you want to scan through that and a reminder to the folks uh, who are viewing the podcast, the links are available down below. What do you got in chat? Okay. I am scrolling through. So Diamond Mine asks, I like the vision for this project, bringing in more people and businesses, but are there any specific examples of how this will be accomplished? So uh, that's a great question, um, actually. And um, uh, in our review, somebody uh, came and uh, wrote that um, uh, this is not a project that should start now and then gave us a, a one-star rating. They said it should start in 2023. Um, right now, there are things that need to be done. You know, what David is doing will be beneficial to us. You know, what uh, DC and his team, they're doing with Liquid will be beneficial to us. But at this time, we, we, we need to go out there and start building the relationships. We need um, to start bringing in the developers for them to, to play on the Pluto's playground. They need to start getting comfortable with Marlow. And then that is how people start thinking. So at this time, I'm not going to say that we have ready-made solutions, 
there are some things that are going on. You know, if you listen to Charles, you know, in in, in Georgia, in terms of um, um, the uh, university um, certification authentication. So that's something that that will be very beneficial in in West Africa. When we talk about uh, Atala Prism, hopefully it's going to ship soon. That's something that is going to be very beneficial. I I, I mentioned in my presentation that uh, right now Ghana is just trying to digitize everything, digital identities. Right now it's centralized and, um, you know, hopefully it goes well, but we know the problems with centralized IDs. So this is something that this is the time that we need to go in and start building the relationships and start changing minds and giving alternatives that there is an immutable way that we can do this and there is a better way that we can do this. Okay. We have another question from Juan Sierra, and um, it's more of a statement, but I guess you can turn it into a question. Is this fair to say? It seems their vision is to be the catalyst for Africa's market, build capacity to build dApps, contribute to adoption, meet people's expectations, and base it on education. So are you trying to be like a mini version of Catalyst in your geographical area? Absolutely. So that was something that I, I couldn't I couldn't have time to mention. So Within this three months, as I said, a lot of our work is going to be virtual. And then within the next three years, it's going to be a lot of capacity building. But then we are going to evolve into uh, like, uh, like a VC, like a venture capitalist uh, type organization, whereby we are going out and, you know, we are meeting, um, you know, like a ho- uh, hotelier you know, and, and telling them that, oh, you know that you could actually cut costs if you 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 build on Cardano, you know. It's just that conversation that needs to be had. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Within the next three years, we're going to do the capacity building. And then after that, you know, after this is more entrenched, people are more educated, they are more aware of the blockchain, then they are, you know, they are the ones who begin to say that, oh, I think, um, um, you know, I can build this and then we can guide them. We don't know how Voltaire will be at that time or how Project Catalyst will be at that time. Or maybe even, you know, West Africa Decentralized Alliance, you know, we will have our own money and then we will be the ones who actually be helping to build some of these solutions. Okay, thank you. And there's a few more questions in chat. We only have a minute and a half left. Um, I'm going to summarize a few of the questions. Some people are asking about who is on your team and your collaboration. And from the list you have on your website, on or I'm sorry, on your Project Catalyst list, it says Mercy, Jacob, Tierno, Azizat, Prince, and Sydney are on your team. And it looks like you have collaborations. Who are the other ones you're collaborating with? So we can help answer some of these questions. Yeah, so um, we are we have collaborations with um, AfroFinLab. There's um, quite um, <laughs> a good store of talent there. You know, uh, Julie, uh, and, you know, and her team. We also um, have. Uh, we've started, as I said, you know, I, I worked in 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 West Africa uh, many years ago. And my my classmates, you know, those that I finished university with, those are the people that, you know, whilst I have been going around the world, they have been climbing up the government. So there there are some contacts in there uh, and I've started making contact on the ground in terms of can we start doing this? You know, people who who have that influence. And and when we talk about West Africa, especially Ghana, um, where we're going to have our regional base kind of thing, they, uh, it, you know, that country and the leadership is, is, has a strong leadership 
um, in West Africa. We have ECOWAS. Right now, the president of Ghana is the, is the chair of um, uh, ECOWAS, which is the economic community for West Africa. There's a lot of things happening in West Africa. They want to establish a, a single a free trade zone. So, um, yeah, uh, we, we are just a little bit impatient over here. You know, we, we want to go and we want to start doing the work. So uh, we are asking for community votes. Uh, to actually start doing the work, building the relationship, finding out what the problems are, and removing the barriers. Excellent. Thank you. And there's one last question in chat. We'll hit it. We are at time. We're out of time here. But the last question is, if you could be brief, project of discovery, moving barriers requires getting things done. What is the strategy to attract the people who already has the skills to go over Cardano and deploy app dApps? And uh, I think you already touched on that. But what's the strategy? What's the big picture here? And we'll wrap it up. Uh, the big picture, you know, recently we put out um, we put out a, a, a sort of a call out. We call it a gathering. You know, everybody come join us. I am not going to say that we have all the all the all the solutions right now. It's a decentralized movement. We want everybody to come in. You know, come. Let's talk. Give us ideas. Let's do this together. All right. Thank you, Mercy. Thank, Thank you, Juan. Thank you, everyone else in chat. All right, Philippe, that wraps us up. So what I'd like folks to do is uh, let, let's uh, give Mercy some feedback on a scale of one to 10 with five being average and 10 being off, awesome. Let us know over in the chat how Mercy did with her presentation. Give her some feedback there. Check out the links down below. Check out the uh, proposals that have been presented here today. Leave them some written feedback on idea scale and also uh, leave them some kudos by hitting the clap button. If you like their project, that will help them out a little bit there. All right. So that wraps up our uh, our gauntlet. Philippe, what do you got, buddy? All right. I want to thank Julie, David, and Mercy for joining us today. I'm going to give you the final words. We appreciate everyone for joining us today, giving us a little bit of your time on a Saturday. So please like, comment, and share. But Julie, David, or Mercy, do you have any last words for the listeners and viewers of the Cardano Effect? Julie, let's start with you. Yeah. Okay. So I just encourage you uh, review the proposal. Be be alerted when voting is coming up and um, hit the yes for all those you think that really make the difference, make the impact, and um, getting people onboarded, especially developers and and businesses. Thanks, Julie. David. Yeah, I, I would just say. Dig into some of these proposals because a lot of them take a lot of time. A lot of them take a lot of work. And, and there's a lot of details that are very nuanced that you may miss if you just glance over it. Uh, some of these proposals are, are very, very deep. So take your time with them. Thanks, David. Mercy? All that I'm saying uh, to the community right now is that we need to get this done and we need to get this soon. People are realizing the potential in Africa. In West Africa, there is the, a coin coin. I don't know. Um, if uh, many of us have uh, heard about that in Senegal and people are taking uh, positions. So we also have to move quickly and take positions. Thank okay. you. Thanks to the three of you. And this is episode 114 of the Cardano Effect. Until the next episode, appreciate everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.